Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. You sing The Little Mermaid one time and it follows you for the rest of your life. Welcome. I sound like I'm in a box up here. Um, Thank you, Fresh, for that introduction. I don't know where you got some of that information from, but I would contest some of it. Um, What do I need to do? It's not me, it's you, right? Okay, great. Uh, I want to say again, welcome to you guys. Freedom bound, okay? Now, let me just go ahead and address a couple things. We'll call this, um, what do we call this? We're just going to take care of a couple things, all right? A couple things that I want you guys to know about me, because we're going to be spending all week together, and I look forward to getting to know some of you guys, and I hope that you look forward to the things that you're going to do, because you're probably not here at camp to hang out with someone who's 39 years old and uh, I have a history here at River Valley Ranch, though. But before I get to that, um, when you got, who was excited about the cornbread at supper? All right, all right. I'm like, seriously? It was sweet. Did the rest of you guys try it? It's like cake. Okay, except for the one that can't. I, I was here at River Valley Ranch in 2004 as a counselor for the first time. Uh, I guess that makes me old, right? Because most of you were born like... 2008. Okay. I'm old. All right. Uh, 2004 here. I I was here as a counselor and uh, 2008. Okay. I was here as a program director. At that point, uh, I lived in a teepee all summer. Does adventure camp, do you guys live in the teepees? Awesome. And and intense. Great. When it's like 97 degrees, I will be remembering you all in your tents and your teepees. Um, I say that to say, back then, we didn't have cool nicknames. Like, your counselors, they have awesome names. I've heard so many cool names since being here. And I didn't get that privilege when I was here as a a staff member at River Valley Ranch. And so, I've been told by people, because I'm from North Carolina, in a small town in the mountains, pretty rural area, uh, when I go off the mountain and people hear me talk, they've said before that, like, When I open my mouth and they close their eyes, they envision like a cast iron pan of cornbread. And they're like, if that cornbread could talk, you're what it would sound like. So I don't know how to take that exactly, but so let's do this this week. Um, You can call me Joel or you can call me cornbread, all right? And, And fulfill some of my dreams that I didn't get to fulfill in 2004 and 2008, all right? So Joel, cornbread, uh... Cornbread, Joel. I I, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right. One other thing. I was observing you guys from the back during tribe games. All right. And I know it's the first night. You guys are kind of feeling things out. You're feeling each other out. Y'all are, you know, making noises while I'm trying to talk. That's cool. Um, I need the level of enthusiasm to rise. And... Okay, because here's why. Here's why. I don't know if I was supposed to say this or not, but I have, I have gone to the powers that be, the uppers, and I've made a special request for, for this week. You guys, any of you guys watch America's Got Talent? All right, so that's not an old person show? 
All right, sweet. You know about the golden buzzer on America's Got Talent? All right, here's what I did. I put in a request with the powers that be that I can have, in a sense, a golden buzzer and to award at any point 25,000 points. All right, all right. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet? They, hey, they told me no. I can't do that. So anyway, but I tried. I was trying to hook you guys up. So anyway, all right. I had your, I had your expectations up. Send them crashing. Get used to it. All right. I want to start out our, our evening. All right. Now that we've got those things out of the way. Cornbread, Joel. I'm from a small town. Yes. Okay. How many of you guys have an imagination? All right. The rest of you are liars. You all, you all have an imagination. I want to start out this, more, or this evening with an a, a, a imagination exercise. So everybody close your eyes, all right? Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you a word, and when I say that word, I want you to take a mental uh, screenshot of what comes to your mind when I say that word. Now, do I have any ADD people out here? Okay, I see y'all. I got it too. All right, if you're ADD, so here's what I, I want you guys to clear your minds. Those of you that have ADD, you're like, I can't clear my mind, I've got the ADD. <laughs> think about puppies, all right? All right, so everybody close your eyes. You're either thinking about nothing or you're thinking about puppies. What visual, some of y'all don't have your eyes closed, and I see you. What, what visual pops into your mind when I say this word? Freedom. All right, you got the visual? Open your eyes. Somebody, somebody give me a hand. Okay, that hand back there. What, what came to your mind? And it has to be appropriate. I don't know how you can get inappropriate with freedom, but y'all teenagers, y'all. What, what came to your mind when you thought of freedom? American flag. Okay, that's, that's on my list. That's an appropriate, who else? Right here. A Ford F-150. You're kind of on my list. What, what did you think of? Summer break, okay, yep, with the kind of ninja dude. Okay, all right, we've got some intellectuals in the congregation right here with the American flag hat. What, what came to your mind? Okay, I don't have that on my list, but I can see how that would, yeah, what right here? What is it? Um, <laughs> I feel you. All right, one more, back there in the back. The beach and the ocean. Okay, so here's the thing. These are all, you guys are going to get to discuss these things a little bit more in detail later uh, in your breakout groups. But these are all acceptable answers. These are all things that I, I have put down here. Uh, some of you went from thinking about puppies to American flags waving in the wind. Some of you, the picture that came to your mind was... Uh, an F-150 driving by a cold mountain stream with, with a bald eagle coming down out of nature and grabbing a rainbow trout out of a stream. You know, like that's running a dirt bike off a mountain. That's, if that's, that's cool. I can see. I get it, kind of. Um, you know, for me, when I think about that word freedom, m my mind goes to um, laying on my back outside at night and looking up and seeing stars and, and planets and the Milky Way galaxy. Any of you, did anybody have that visual? 
Uh, that's a good point. I live in the middle of nowhere. There's no light pollution where I live. And some of you guys are like, yeah, being lost in space, that sounds awesome. That's, that's a great picture of freedom. But, but that's what I think of. No matter how many times I do this exercise, when the word freedom comes to my mind, that just galaxies and planets and stars and, and wide open spaces, uh, that's the picture that comes to my mind. And you guys have already demonstrated, and you'll demonstrate further when you're in your discussion groups later, that that everybody's picture in their mind is a little bit different. But for the purpose of our meeting together this week and our discussion around this theme of freedom bound and, and what that means, we have to define the word freedom and to define it in a way in which we can all come together and, and understand it. We have to use language. Uh, that's what language does. It helps us to, to understand one another, and it helps us to, to get on the same page. And so I've got a, um, this first slide right here is a definition that I have of freedom. And it's pretty much the same as the definition that was up in the video. But let me just read this to you. Freedom is the condition of not being in captivity or the condition of being free of restraints and, and get the last part of this, because I think this is really where we, we begin to uh, pick this idea up and want to run with it. Especially the ability to act or con without control or interference by another or by circumstance. All right? That means nobody's looking after us. Nobody's telling us what we can or can't do. And I'm going to give way to what was just said about me, what was rumored about me. This is literally the basis of every Disney movie that's ever been made, right? Do, do I need to... For example, <laughs> The Little Mermaid has recently made a, a resurgence, right? I mean, that just came out in the theaters. And, and for those of you that aren't familiar with The Little Mermaid, you guys that are like, The Little Mermaid, derpy der. It's awesome. And I'm like with the original cartoon. Um, like you've got this mermaid and she's, I don't know, she's set to inherit like the whole ocean because her dad is the king of the ocean. And she has a treasure trove full of who's-its and what's-its and thingamabobs, right? But what does she want? She wants more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see one. Okay, we're not going to do that. But you, but you get the idea. Like you, you go to Aladdin and it's the same thing. And I know Aladdin's probably, you're like, Aladdin, that's way before my time. I don't have any frozen. Uh, does she from being an ice queen? Is that what she wants freedom from? Okay. You guys can talk about that more in your groups later. But, but the, the, the point is, this is our nature. Like there's there, somebody from Disney didn't just think that up one day and say, oh, we're going to make all these people oppressed and, and people are going to be drawn to that story because it's just, it's part of our nature. We see something that we can't have and we're like, I want that, right? And so they, they create stories around it and, and, and it resonates with us. <sighs> Let me give you an example from my own life. I was a pastor's kid. All right. Uh, my dad, pastor, uh, I was one of those kids that every time the church doors were open, I was there. 
I didn't appreciate it that much when I was younger. You know, there were other things that I would have rather been doing. Uh, but there I was. And my parents, you know, they were great, but they, they kept a, a pretty close eye on me. Um, and I never felt like Ariel, you know, like, oh, man, I'm so oppressed and I'm chained up and bound because I have all of these things, but I want more. But that didn't, it didn't change the fact that on the day I turned 18, I felt a whole new sense of freedom that I'd never felt before. All right. Because when I turned 18, January 16th of 2002, the United States government recognized me as an adult. And along with that title of being an adult, there were privileges that were granted to me that previously hadn't been granted. And I think those privileges have been pushed back now. But, you know, it, tobacco, did they push that back to 21? All right, well, it was 18 back in 2002. And so growing up in this small farming town, every friend that I had almost dipped snuff. You guys know what snuff is? Man, it's nasty. It's the, the real fine cut tobacco that you put in your lip and you walk around like this, you know? Not the chew in the back of that you... It, you packed your lip. All my friends did it. And I'm like, they're always like, hey, man, you want a pinch of snuff? And I'm like, that stuff's nasty. You know, I knew, like, my parents found out, right? But the day that I turned 18, my friends are like, you're an adult. You're a grown man. Go out there and buy yourself a can of snuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And so I did. Turned 18, went out. They're like, let me see your identification. Man, I whipped out my ID, threw it down there. You talk about freedom. <laughs> I felt free as a bird. America, America right. Not, nothing to do with that, but anyway. But I like where your head's at. You're tracking with me. All right, so I, I go back to one of my friends' house. We're going to play video games, just, you know, enjoy time together before I have to go home and have uh, supper with my family. And we get there, and they're, you know, these guys are all like, oh, man, get the, you know, pack your lip just full of that stuff. And so I did. I put as much as I could in my lip. And I'm sitting there playing video games with them, nodding my head like, man, this is awesome. After about four minutes, my head started to spin. <laughs> the room started to spin. Uh, after about seven minutes, my stomach also started to spin. And at the 10 minute mark, I, I was puking up things I had ingested as a toddler. You know, <laughs> like, oh, there's that penny I ate when I was three years old. Where's it been hanging out? Doesn't matter, there it is now. Um, you guys are like, this guy's, this guy's gross. Why is he here? Uh, but do you, do, you, do you start to see uh, where I'm going with this? That sometimes just because we have freedom, it doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want with it. And yet that's how a lot of people take it. They, 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 they come to this point in life where they get the first little hint of freedom and they run after it and they pursue it. And, and man, it kind of takes them to a bad place. You know, the reality was for me as an 18-year-old kid, after about four hours of puking, I felt pretty good again. <laughs> you know, and I had exercised my freedom and I had learned a valuable lesson um, that sometimes exercising my freedom comes with consequences. And sometimes I need to weigh the, the benefits of exercising my freedom versus the, um, 
you know, the, the risks associated with it. So I wasted about $3.47 that day, but I learned, I learned a valuable lesson. Now, does that story match up at all with your mental picture of freedom? Not really. <laughs> so the other thing that we have to understand is, is this picture of freedom, this idea of freedom, it's not just limited to um, this big picture. You know, a, a freedom is an idea that we love. I mean, how many of you wish that you were in a country where you had no freedoms? You know, getting in a gathering like this and singing songs like we sang, like that would get you imprisoned. Or any of you like, man, yeah, let's do that. No, we don't, we don't like the idea of, of not having freedom and not being able to, to exercise freedom. But it also should resonate with us on a very personal level. I've got two kids up at Fort Roller this week, and they've got the wristbands. Do you guys have wristbands? They have money on those wristbands. Now, they've earned that money. They've worked hard for it, um, done chores. They've, they've, they've worked hard for that money. But for them this week, they're going to get to go to the store for the first time and exercise a little bit of freedom because mom and dad aren't going to be there to say, you don't need that, you know, that... You, that's bad for you, you know, all of that. Uh, my seven-year-old Judah, I mean, he's going to get in the store and he's going to clean him out of candy. And I fully expect that by the Tuesday, like his account's going to be wiped out. And I'm going to say, what did you do with it? And he's going to say, I, I don't know, I ate it all. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but so like freedom, it goes through all of these different um, aspects from, from big, you know, America flags, we have freedom to go and do whatever to, you know, the decisions that we make every day. Freedom has an effect on us. Um, there's a place, a state park near where I live called Stone Mountain State Park. And it's a beautiful place. It's called Stone Mountain because if you look at it from the right angle, it's just a huge bald mountain. I mean, it's an hour and a half hike up to the top. There's a big waterfall that comes off of it. Do you think you can hike right up to that waterfall? No, there's something around it. What's around it? A fence, yeah, or, or a guardrail. Um, do you think it's smart for them to have that guardrail there? Yeah, why? Because some yahoo, if they don't have it there, is going to get too close and think, you know, hey, get a selfie of me. Oh, now I'm plunging 300 feet to my death. Like, having guardrails, having fences around our freedom, like, that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's a good thing, and we'll talk about that a little bit more this week as we go on this, this journey. But I just kind of this evening want to give you guys an overview of where we're going and what we're going to be looking at and, and share a, a spiritual principle with you as well in the time that I have left. Um, this is found in the book of Galatians. Now, you guys have heard this in school. Um, when somebody does something, and because of their action, because of what they've done, something maybe bad happens. What, what, what's that called? When, well, consequence, I'm thinking it starts with a K. 
karma. That's, that's, what, that's what it would probably be called in school. There's a biblical principle found in the book of Galatians, all right? Let me share this with you. And this, again, this is coming in line with what we're talking about. Freedom, freedom to make decisions. What do we do with that freedom? How does, how does uh, freedom and the choices that we make, how does it come back sometimes and affect us in a positive or a negative way? But Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8 says this. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he also will reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. What does that mean? That means that if we go through this life living buck wild, pushing boundaries, exercising our freedom with no thought or concern of consequence, there's a pretty good chance that as a result of what we've sowed, we're going to reap something unfortunate. Uh, or even, as Scripture says, destruction. Um, are any of you super excited about reaping destruction? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later this week. <laughs> any of you have gardens at home? All right, a handful of you. <sighs> if you plant tomatoes, are you going to expect cucumbers to come up where you planted a tomato? <laughs> No. You plant an apple tree, are you going to expect to pick blueberries from that tree? No. You're going you're to reap what you've sown. All right? That goes with our decisions. That goes with what we do uh, with the freedoms that we have in this life. Um, and so we're going to go on a journey this week. We're going to hit some highlights through the scriptures. We're going to see uh, what this looks like. Because here's the truth, y'all. When we have freedom... When we exercise freedom, there are consequences. And from a spiritual standpoint, you guys may not know this. Uh, and I appreciate what, what was said before we started worship. You know, the reality is we're all in pretty different places. Um, and for some of you, the things and the themes that I'm going to share with you all and the scriptures that I'm going to share with you, you're going to be like, yep, I know that. I've known that since I was a kid. Some of you are going to hear these things and you're going to be skeptical of them. Oh, that's okay. I'm just asking you to bear with me, all right? And just let me share some stories with you this week. Uh, some of you might be here this evening, and you're like, man, I really don't want to be here. I'm here for paintball and, and archery tag and things like that. Uh, I would just ask you to come to this, this part of your day with an open mind, okay? Because the reality is, because of a, a freedom that was exercised a long time ago, we're all in a kind of a tight spot. Um, there's, there's something that happened way back in the beginning that has affected everyone since the beginning. And it's this separation between us and the God who created everything around us. And... Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just, just understand that you're in a spot, well, just in Sparta, we would say you're in a pickle, all right? We're all in a pickle just because of our very nature. But we're going to look at that. We're going to look at how we got in that pickle. We're going to look at how um, something has been done to get us out of that pickle, all right? Um, 
Let me say this last, and then we'll pray, and then I know we've got, we've got stuff to do. We've got places to go. Some of you are here this week, and you already know the feeling of learning what I learned back in 2002. You've chased after things that you thought were going to make you feel good. You've chased after things that you thought were going to fulfill you. Um, You've chased after things that other people told you were going to fulfill you. And at the end of the day, maybe you weren't puking over a guardrail, but at the end of the day, you chased that thing and you were left feeling empty or you were left wanting. Or maybe you pursued that thing and, uh, and your consequence wasn't as, as momentary as mine was. You know, the reality, I, I was in a youth camp two weeks ago, uh, youth group from my church, youth group from another church. One evening, uh, one of our kids, I mean, we, we finished at five o'clock, everybody left. By six o'clock, I had received a call that one of these kids on his way home had veered into the, uh, another lane of traffic, had hit a motorcycle head on, killed two people. This kid was 16 years old. Um, things change and they change quickly. <laughs> And um, one of the things I hope you guys see this week as we go through and we talk and as we discuss all of these things and we discuss that the pickle we're in as, as human beings is that nothing is guaranteed. And as much as you think you have your life planned out and you have your ducks in a row, like that can change in an instant. Um, and so I just, one of the other things I want us to think about this week is our, how small we are <laughs> in the grand scheme of things and just understand that everything that we know, it can, it can change in an instant. And so there's, there's things that we want to share. There's things that we want you all to understand that uh, uh, will give us some assurance and will give us some peace as we go forward and um, as we live. So uh, saying all those things, let me, let me pray and then we'll, we'll get you guys going. All right, Father. Uh, we thank you this evening for our time together. And Lord, we look forward with great uh, anticipation to the activities that we're going to have this week, to the uh, relationships that are going to be built with these uh, campers and with counselors and uh, with other program staff. And Lord, we're just, we're here to have fun, but we're also here to learn about you and to learn more about you. And so, Father, we pray that uh, you would, as only you can do, uh, open our eyes to see the, the truth that is contained in your word and um, give us eyes to see Jesus. It's in his name that we ask these things. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.